Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Stephanie Freethy, who teaches women how to overcome the past and start living the life you've always wanted and that you actually deserve. Hey, Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on you know, where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love working with? So I'm still, I guess what I would say in the early phases, I've been doing it a little over a year. And I think that in the beginning, the first part of it has been just a lot of learning how to be a business owner, how to be an entrepreneur, how to do all of the behind the scenes startup things. And now I'm at a point where I'm ready to go and working with clients and ready to start building. Fantastic. So that exciting, scary, what fucking terrifying phase. Uh, What's it been like as you kind of worked your way through this, this initial year with finding your feet, finding what it is that you do, how to eloquently describe it and working with some bands to, um, to really enjoy the job that you get to do, because that's why you did it in the first place, right? Right. And I don't know if I can describe it eloquently just because it's been hard. <laughs> you know, you go through the ups and the downs of, you know, you learn something new. Oh, this is exciting. I'm going to implement this. And then it works. It doesn't work. It might, you know, it's kind of, mm. eh. and then it's okay. Well, let me learn the next thing. And then I'm excited. Let me implement it. So it's just so much up and down and you're excited and then you're terrified. And, and right now I'm just in that, I'm in that tough place where it's go time. And sometimes I'm terrified and then I can kick myself in the butt or someone else can. And then I get excited and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And, and uh, so, yeah, it's kind of that go time place where like, like I'm, and and I've decided this is going to work. This is not, a, you know, a hobby or I'm just mm. going to try this out. Like, no, this is going to work. I'm going to make it work no matter how hard it is, no matter how long it takes, this is going to work. So I don't know if that makes it harder or easier. Um, it's because I quitting is not an option. So, and, and I have no backup plan. I don't, I don't want a backup plan to go work another job eight to five working for somebody else. I'm like, no, that's yeah. Who wants to do that when you can work six in the morning till midnight, right? Which is the life you've kind of signed up to, to get started. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But still it's, I, I worked 
in that environment. And, yeah. and my, my previous career wasn't corporate. It was government. Um, so, and I've never worked a corporate job, so I really don't know the ins and outs of that and the politics that go with a corporate job, but the pol internal politics and the government field is horrendous. Mm. <laughs> it's very toxic. And I have zero interest in going back to a toxic environment where it's just yes, men and games. And if you're not willing to play the game, well then, you know, it's just, it's not healthy. It's not a healthy environment. And I have no interest in going back to that. I, I have finally gotten myself to a place where I feel like I'm mentally and emotionally healthy. And now I want to help other women do that. So to go back to a regular job would be a huge step back. And, it and it's actually against your very principles. It's against what you what you teach, what you coach. So you're uh, you're authentically living and sharing vulnerably and beautifully. Okay, I'm going through probably what you, my class will be going through in a couple of years. You're leading the way. You know, dramas, challenges, wins, realizations. It's an, an amazing process. So what was it that? What was the final straw that you like, damn it, that's it. I'm doing my own thing and this is what it's going to be. What, in fact, those are, those are probably two questions. What was the moment that you realized this is it? This, this is the coaching. This is the teaching. This is how I get to serve. I've been, my ex-husband kind of got me interested in just the entrepreneurial world. And that's where I started learning things. And I was still a, I was a police officer for 13 years. So I dabbled during that time with trying to start my own business. Um, and just nothing stuck. I couldn't find my passion. I kept trying things and just nothing was like, I really love this and want to do this forever. And then within the police department, some internal politics happened that I ended up being a scapegoat for. And when it came down to it, I, I decided to quit because I was just like, this is, I, I, I don't want to do this. And fortunately I was in a situation at the time we were still married where I could quit mm. financially. I could quit. Uh, so I did. And then I saw something for life coaching and I found it interesting because I have a master's degree in psychology. So naturally I just like those types of things. So I signed up for the program and during the program, when I realized just how powerful it was and how much it can change a person's life, I was like, mm -hmm. this is incredible. And that's when it was just like, this is it. This is what I want to do. And then I, of course, had to go through figuring out who exactly I wanted to serve. And I eventually figured out that I left my career and ended up leaving the marriage and like at, at 40, 40, 41. Mm. And in that journey myself, I started to realize how many other women in their late thirties, early forties are going through this same phase, call it the female midlife crisis, if you will. Um, but kind of a point where we're just like, we're tired of living the life that was expected of us or that society kind of defined for us of mm -hmm. being a wife, being a mother, do you, or do you stay at home or do you work? How do you balance this? All of these things. And now we're around the age of 40 and we're tired of it. And now we're going, 
what do I want? And who do I want to be? I'm 40 and I don't feel like I have a purpose in life. Because I went through that exact, exact same thing. I was like, I'm 40 years old and people would look and go, you're a police officer. That's amazing. And I'm going, no, I've hated every single moment of this. This is not my purpose. It doesn't bring me joy and fulfillment. I hate it. Yeah. And that point there, I mean, a few moments ago, that it the, is that the midlife crisis we go through. I'm like, well, you, you, you sort of call it what you want, but it's really that awareness of, oh shit, I'm, I am not happy. I don't enjoy my life, whether it's the job, your situation, your relationships. Ah, oh, shit. And that awareness is you, it's a choose your own adventure. You can squirrel back in, put the blinders on, which is pretty what's got you to that point. Or the ability to go, ah, things aren't right for me. This is what I want. Both myself and Katie have been through this exact situation. And oh my gosh, it is packed to being an entrepreneur. Terrifying, but also it's freeing and um, curious and joyful. So when you, so you've been through this journey yourself, as you were finding what you were going to do, obviously this brought up, things, realizations, understanding for yourself as well. So how much of this personal journey, how much of this personal awareness and, and growth do you now get to squirt back into your business? All of it. Um, I, I like to describe it as I didn't have a kittens and rainbows childhood. So I didn't have the, the great family dynamic and all of that. I've had trauma over my life and I've gone to years of therapy off and on. So I myself have been through trauma. I've been through therapy. I have been in the classroom getting my master's degree in psychology. So I have like this, what, what I like to think of as a full circle approach because I've yeah. been through it. I've learned about it. I, I've been in the patient chair. I've been through years of therapy. And now I get to take all of that and all of the skills I've learned and help other women who are going through the same or similar situations or just anything, because there's a difference between someone who has been through trauma or heartache or whatever it is, and now helps people and someone who had the kittens and rainbows childhood and just went, I want to help people and got a degree in psychology and now goes in and works with patients. They can't fully relate. They don't fully understand. And because I've had so much to work through and and grow through and overcome, I know different approaches that work and some that don't, and they may mm. work for this person and not for this person. And even talking with some of my friends who have also been through therapy, one of the things that we've all come to realize is that in therapy, you talk about the problem a lot over and over. And then you just eventually, like for me, I would go to therapy for a few months and then I'd run out of things to talk about. And then I'd be like, okay, I guess I'll stop coming. And I'd stop going for a few months and then shit storm in my life. Okay, I'll go back. But all I'm doing is talking about it. There's no solution. There's no plan. There's no goal. There's no way to work through it to go, I'm right here. Where do I want to be? And how do I want to overcome this so that mm -hmm. I don't have to keep going through this? I, in therapy, I wasn't taught any tools to help me work through these things so that I can overcome it. And so that the next time my brain starts going in this negative cycle, I can identify it. I can stop it. And I know how to work through it. Life coaching taught me all of that. 
And that's why I love life coaching so much and how it's other life coaches who were in the program with me. It's like this light bulb, this light bulb goes off and it's life-changing. And many of us had been through therapy and we were like, therapy never did this for us, but life-changing has this, uh, life coaching actually has this framework and these tools that helps you identify the problem and actually see where it's coming from so that you can work through it and overcome it. And that's just incredible. Um, and, and with my career as a police officer, therapy for me was free. It was covered with the department. Once I left the department, I thought, what if I wanted to go back to therapy? I can't afford it. And that was another light bulb. How many women out there want or need therapy and can't afford it or don't have access to it? And that was another driving factor for me is I want to create a program where I can teach this to women and they can afford it. And they don't have to worry about therapy, having access to it or having to go to it forever. We shouldn't have to keep going back. Teach us something that we can use. Yeah. So that, that we can that's, overcome that's, that's the point. That's the key point. Something that you can use and actually works for you. I mean, whether it's therapy, which traditionally kind of looking backwards, processing and going through situations and coaching is okay cool now what do we do that how do we move forward so with, with our coaching it's a very therapeutic process we focus on okay cool now what we have that understanding we have that awareness what's going to manage yourself through this process and what is going to get you to do the fucking thing get out of your own way here's the plan here's a strategy so i love that that's the that's the approach so once you once you found that approach Number one, you now have skills that you're going to never, what ones are going to do for the rest of your life. And you get to help other people make it cost-effective and affordable and give people the opportunity to learn maybe your nuance, your skills. That's the thing, the difference. This is what you can bring to it that's different from anyone else. Being a police officer from trauma that you had, your, let's call it the soup or the ingredients is completely different from anyone else's, from mine, from Katie's, from any other coach, mentor, guide. So I think your specific set of skills is unique and beautiful. Yeah, I I haven't quite figured out how to describe it, but I have this way, which I recognized when I was a police officer. I have this way of listening to people talk and being able to see that there's like an underlying something going on. Mm. Like, why do you feel this way about this situation? Or why do you shy away from this or whatever? Like, like what happened? And, and I couldn't ask people when I was an officer because it really had nothing to do with you know, the case or whatever. I can be like, let's mm. talk about your childhood. I can't do that as an officer. It's irrelevant. But even just talking to coworkers where we're just talking about our day or something that happened, I could, I could see like something happened when you were a kid or something has happened in your past that has created this fear or insecurity or these doubts that you have. Mm. And people don't realize that that is what's holding them back from, from everything. Well, like, why are you afraid of this? Let's go back. Let's dig into the past, whether that was two years ago or when you were five years old. Let's go back. Let's see where this originated from. Because when we can fix that origin, 
even just the knowledge of knowing where it's coming from, from, from my own personal experience, having this why question all the time is it's horrible, but when you can finally answer why it's like, oh, that's why, that's why I'm like this. Or that's why my mother treats me this way, because it took me 40 years to realize that she's a narcissist. No wonder she's so controlling. And you know, however many times I tell her to stop telling me what to do, she still does. I mean, that's, that's a true story. It took me until I was 40 to realize that she's a narcissist, but it answered so many why questions from my past. Mm -hmm. See that, that, whether it's a why, whether it's a fear, whether it's a controller, whatever it might be, it's, fear of loss, fear of judgment, for example, even that stepping stone where, okay, you haven't overcome it. You've not squashed that beast. Um, maybe you never will, but as you grow, as things change, it might rear its ugly head again. However, just that, I think, as you said, just that knowledge of, okay, I have this fear. I have this controller. Oh, I see. Oh, that's all it is. So you don't have to resolve it. Just that awareness alone, that can give you a massive shift to be able to see do whatever it might be that you that you need to do so i think that's a that's a fascinating point yeah the knowledge in in and of itself is incredibly healing when you when you realize it sweet so let's go from all this knowledge and wealth of what you do it's like yeah this is what i'm going to do this is my business sweet so you became an entrepreneur oh my gosh you took on all the hats. You are the marketing, the salesperson, the fulfillment. You are everything in a business. So that was a smooth segue, right? From, from all the knowledge to no, no knowledge. No one told you about all this stuff. So what's it been like for you as you've, you've gone through your first year of being a business owner? Ugh. <laughs> there, there's your answer. Ugh. That's my answer. So I had tried several different, like dabbling in other things before choosing this as my final business. Mm -hmm. And in that I would listen to podcasts or YouTube videos or sign up with a coach or whatever to learn things. And so I've been learning things for probably five years here and there. So I definitely had a little bit more knowledge than the other people in my life coaching program who had done nothing. Yeah. But still it's, it's so much more than you realize. And what's probably the hardest, at least for me financially, and probably for most people financially, is that I have to pay a few thousand dollars for this coach to teach me how to do Facebook ads. And now I have to spend another few thousand for this one to tell me how to build my website and do SEO. And then another few thousand for this one to tell me how to do YouTube or build my podcast or whatever. And it's just like a thousand here, a thousand there. And I'm still not the expert at any of them. I'm trying to do them all myself in an effort to save money, but I'm still spending thousands. <laughs> and at the end of the day, I'm still pulling my hair out. So it's, it can be frustrating if I let it at the never ending, I guess the never ending progression of, oh, there's always something to learn. Uh-huh. And doing it all yourself until you get that to that point where you're making enough money to pay other people. Now it's like, you know, the cart or the horse, do I spend the money to pay someone else now? Mm -hmm. Or do I pay someone to teach me how to do it until I can make enough money to pay someone else to do it? And I, I personally like 
learning a little bit about it just to have the knowledge. Like I've built so many of my own websites and spent some thousands of hours just trying to like figure it out. So my current website, I personally think is pretty great compared to if I had just built my first website, but still it's so time consuming Mm. and it has taken me years of dabbling in building websites to be able to figure out how to build my website. But even with having my website built, there's still like Google analytics and tag manager and Google console and SEO and how to get yourself higher in the search. And should I do a blog and how often? And so just because my website is built, doesn't mean it's going to get me anywhere because there's just one more thing I have to learn and figure out. Yeah. And I think that one more thing is there's a key point that, you know, you can say, oh, what you need and whether it's a book or a podcast or a coaching program or a mentor, here's the one thing that you need. You need a damn good website to be your 24-7 salesperson, always speaking your language, always never taking a break, always there for you. It's like, sweet, you build an amazing website. Okay, now you've got a shop front in the middle of the desert. How do we get people to you? And like, ah, blessing and a curse. You've solved this challenge. It's now brought another one. Think think about from your your business, from, from the work that you do. When you help the women that you do to have that realization to understand and go after what they want, it's like, great. But now I have this problem, this problem, and this problem. There's, it's always going to be, there's always the next challenge. There's always that next level. So understanding, let's come back to the work you do with your business. What do you want? How do you want to sell? How do you want to come across? Because everyone's going to say YouTube videos or Facebook reels or website SEO or LinkedIn profiles. It's overwhelming, right? Yeah. What do you want? In an ideally perfect world, I would have clients that my my work change their lives and people would come to me by word of mouth simply by the outcome the success that my clients have the way that these women have been able to change their lives with my mm-hmm. help and for other people to be like man you look really happy now or or wow you quit your job to do that that's terrifying but wow good for you because what do we say man i wish i could do that And then the woman's like, but you can. And Mm. Stephanie is the one to help you do that. For me to have those results with these women and to grow my clientele by word of mouth, I feel like that would be the hugest accomplishment and the biggest compliment ever just Mm. for my work to be seen, to be visible in other women's lives. That would just be the ultimate. Like I didn't have to, I didn't have to pay thousands of dollars for Facebook ads. Hold on, hold on. Now you're telling two different stories. They're woven <laughs> together and it's, oh, it's sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. But, those but two I have to be are... successful for all of that to happen first. So it's like right now I'm trying to figure out how do I, how do I get my first success stories? So what you, what you actually want is I don't have to work for the sales. I want it to be really super easy with referrals, word of mouth, and it's just a stream. Now, the solopreneur is just a few steps ahead of you. Traditionally, um, 
so much passion with the business, maybe sort of people pleasing tendencies, uh, over delivering, undercharging, trying to work too, too much. Um, perfectionism comes in, mm. uh, trying to do all, all the tasks. These are a few of the traits that, you know, we've seen along the way. Um, and having that badge of honor of referrals and word of mouth. I was this person with my um, agency back in the UK. It was like, oh, I'm so proud that everything comes through word of mouth. Was I? No, it was just made things so much easier. And I didn't have to advertise, didn't have to put myself out there. It was safety and security rather than what I truly, truly wanted. Mm, now. That's a completely different way to look at it. Could I scale that? Nope. Not by I word of mouth. I scale no. that. It is no. out of my control. Now, you're a life coach. You know, you can only control certain things within your control, right? The rest Absolutely. of the stuff, fuck it. You can't control. You can influence. You can put things in motion. You can't control it. So referrals, word of mouth, you cannot control that. So as a scaling business, I would always <clears throat> advise looking at what, what, where? What, what do you actually want? What can you control? And so what you said you want is referrals, word of mouth. No, you don't. <laughs> what you actually want is, I just don't do fucking sales calls because I hate them. I don't like the sales process. I haven't found How the right way. How dare you call me out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm talking to you, but, but I'm right, talking to right. every <laughs> other entrepreneur out there um, going through this thing. And oh my gosh, you are not alone. Everyone at home, say it with me. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. I don't um, have to work for it. I just want, you know, it to land in, in my lap, you know? Okay. So I would, I have a free Facebook community and I would love if I had the finances to be able to, I guess, honestly pay somebody to do Facebook ads. Cause I can do Facebook ads, but I, I have money limiting mm. beliefs, mm. no doubt about it. And it's more of a, um, scarcity mindset. I have a huge yeah. scarcity mindset. Can't spend it because then I won't have it. <laughs> but I, I would love to be able to pay someone to create Facebook ads that would work, that would get me people on sales call, calls or in my Facebook community, because my Facebook community, I, I want to be an actual community. I want to be engaged in it. I want my women to be engaged in it. I teach in there. I want there to be support in there. I have a zero. That community? What's that? Do you enjoy that community? I do. It's just getting started, but I have like a no judgment, zero tolerance, no mean girling rule in there, like zero tolerance, no second chances. You come in and you start being a mean girl, you're out. This is a safe space. Fuck it's yes. It's a safe Celebrate space. That. Yeah. I want that. And, and I've talked to other women and that's what they want. They're like, I want to be able to talk to somebody like they're my friend, but not worry about being judged. Mm. And that is exactly what I'm trying to create there. Mm. And then from there, they can have that community. I can build trust with them. They can start to trust me. And then they can start to see the possibilities of what they're, what they could have in their life. Yeah. And I guess in that place, you get to find your voice as well. You get to find, you said you can't eloquently put it together. What, what it is that you do, how that you serve, because, oh my gosh, some part of what you do is kind of intangible. So how do you really put this across that people understand? Yeah, that's where I am. That's exactly what I want. 
I understand firsthand, we understand how tough that, that can be. But that gives you the platform to um, test, to trial. The biggest, the most amazing bit of advice I got at that stage was all, all of this with, with your current clients, with your Facebook group. Look a little bit further ahead because right now, I think the pressure, the passion that you have to serve people, um, and again, this is probably across industries of everyone listening at home, this is really to focus on them. Here's what I want them to do. Here's what I want them to gain and, and have the result rather than bless you, but you are my stepping stone to help the next person even more. And then the next person, 20% more. And then the next person, 30% more. So you'll be doing your good along the way. But if you can release some of that pressure from that particular person, um, potentially, and you've got to find what's, what's right or wrong for you, that may help you see, oh, yeah, I do care about this client. But one of the reasons why they're here is they're going to make what I do so much better for the next person and then the next person. Guide them. You Help them. Don't use them, but help them. Is this making sense? Does this make at all? Yeah, I actually was chatting with one of my business coaches the other day and he called me out on it because I kept saying, I need to, I need to, I need to. And he was like, mm. no, he said, you've heard this before. What am I going to say? And I said, I get to. And he said, you've got to get back to that place where you're having fun, just helping people. And that's like this cycle we go through when we're excited and we just want to have fun and we just want to help people. And it's so easy. Yeah. And then, well, I hit this wall and this client didn't show up to their call and I had this sales call and they didn't buy. And then we get back into this negative and now it's, I need to, I need to, I need to. Mm -hmm. And that sucks. And I, I was thinking the other day, I wish I could get, because that's a natural cycle. We can't not have the negative part but I just wish I could figure out how to get out of the negative part quicker. And even as a life coach, I know how to do it, but for whatever reason, I still get in this funk for mm -hmm. three or four days. And, and I make it worse by going, Stephanie, like snap out of it. You are wasting time. You, you haven't done anything for three days. So now yeah. I'm making myself worse instead of going chill the fuck out. <laughs> And as, as, as a coach yourself, this is where the guilt, this is where the imposter syndrome mm -hmm. starts to come in because you start to think, I should know this stuff. Number one, let's give ourselves some grace. You're a human being with brainwaves and neurochemicals and a nervous system. Okay. You are not immune to anything. Yes. It's have the right tools and tactics to collapse that time. That is without a doubt what you need, how would best serve you. Find the right things for you. Now that's where you get to lovingly say okay maybe i i am an amazing life coach with this experience but i am not the right coach i'm not a business coach therefore trying to wield your sort of of amazingness may not be best served over here so i think having that grace of speciality of, of nuance maybe that might help a little bit of calmness and forgiveness yeah it, it feeds it feeds my money scarcity mindset mm. because it's like I need money and I just wasted three or four days because I'm in a funk. <laughs>
So now I get into feeding that mindset where, and then how do you show up on, on sales calls or conversations when you're in that place? Oh, it's terrible. It's, it's, I'm an imposter and I don't need like this person's, this person's not going to sign up. They're not going to buy Like, why am I even trying? Why am I going to, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> so just, the cycle it leads continues. into one limiting belief after another, after another, where you just get in the cycle of feeding all of them oh, rather yeah. than figuring out how to cut it off at the beginning. It's hard. Mm. It is tough. It does get easier. And then it gets harder again because yeah. you level up and then it gets easier. And then guess what? It gets harder again. So as you, as you continue through this, Stephanie, I wish you all the best luck and success as you move through you know, these initial couple of years and really continue to find the, as you said, find the fun, find the joy in what you do and hold your business from that place. Um, because what you do is it is so life-changing and with your experience, you have a different story and methodology than so many out there. So, Hey, Stephanie, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, look, if people want to find out more about you, where can they find you? Where's your amazing website? So my website is simply stephaniefreethy.com. If anyone is interested in my Facebook group, it is personal growth and development for women. The, the actual link is PD for women. Um, and then if anybody is interested in just chatting, jumping on a call with me, that is stephaniefreethy.com slash schedule. Super. Well, if you're, if you're curious, go and check it out. But yeah, Stephanie, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Hey, so welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.